Greetings, friends around the world. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel. Is Russia the king of the north? Currently, as I prepare this, Russia is in a meeting with the so-called BRIC nations. This is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and they're meeting in Durban, South Africa right now. And one of the things they've agreed to is the development of a new bank, a bank that would actually compete with the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. Russia has long said that it would like to... uh, replace the dominance of the U.S. dollar and and change that. It's also been saying lately it's going to modernize and it's been in the process of modernizing its military. Because of its size and its geographic location, some have considered that Russia is the king of the north of Bible prophecy in the book of Daniel chapter 11. Some famous writers such as, for example, uh, Hal Lindsey teach this. On the other hand, there are some others who also teach this, like Eowak Rizard, And the question is, are they correct? Is Russia the king of the north? Or is the king of the north actually somebody else, a European power? Well, what I thought I would do today is go through the scriptures related to the king of the north and some explanations that uh, Iwiak Reisart actually came up with for his reasons why he believes that Russia is the king of the north. Basically, the king of the north is only mentioned by name, by that title, in the book of Daniel, chapter 11. Now, I went through his uh, survey or of, of this particular subject, and, he, and I agree with certain parts that he has to say. But I'd like to agree, first of all, with him that Daniel chapter 11, verse 27, has an end-time fulfillment, and that's what he says. So let's start in the Bible by reading this there. Now it says, both these kings' hearts... Now these kings are the king of the north and the king of the south. And I and other uh, biblically inclined writers tend to agree on that. Will be bent on evil, and they will speak lies at the same table. But it shall not prosper, for the end will still be at the appointed time. So this is a discussion of some kind of a deal that will be made between the end time, king of the north and king of the south. Yet in uh, this essay uh, that Ewak wrote... It says, it certainly suggests that the verse does not concern ancient times. And he's right. It describes the end of times right before the appointed time. I also agree. But then he goes and says, this is Russia and England. And in 1907, the Anglo-Russians made some kind of a deal to divide Persia and their spheres of influence. But the implication here is that England was the king of the north, the king of the south, and England is not the king of the south. Yes, it's true that England had some Egyptian territory for a while, but England is not the end-time uh, king of the south. Furthermore, this deal is for the appointed time. Now, in the book of Matthew, chapter uh, uh, 24, verse 34, Jesus said that all these end-time events were going to happen for the same generation. Well, a deal that happened in 1907... <laughs> is 116 years ago. And there aren't very many people, if any, alive from that time period. So I don't believe that uh, this being for the appointed time of the end, this could possibly be the deal. It's just too far too far gone. Now let's continue on to Daniel 11, this time in verse 28. While returning to his land, this is the king of the north, with great riches, his heart will be moved against the Holy Covenant, and he shall do damage and return to his own land. 
Well, his explanation here is that this is the history of Russia after World War II, and that Daniel foretells here that the king of the North Russia will not only be successful in World War II, but he returns to his land with a great amount of goods. Well, after World War II, uh, the Soviet Union really didn't end up with a, a great amount of wealth. Yes, it's true they ended up having the sphere of influence on Eastern Europe, but they really did not end up with great riches, and Russia did not mightily prosper after World War II. So I believe that that's in error on his part. Furthermore, he goes down to verse 29 and 30. Let me read these. It says, At the appointed times, this is the time of the end, he shall return and go toward the south. But it shall not be like the former or the latter, for ships from Cyprus, or western lands, shall come against him. Therefore he shall be grieved and return in rage against the Holy Covenant and do damage. So he shall return and show regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant. So that's Daniel chapter 11, verses 29 and 30. Now this is talking about some type of a naval uh, uh, conflict. Yet... In Ewiak Rissard's uh, essay, he says that this is World War III. This is not World War III. This is just kind of a preliminary thing that will kind of lead to World War III, but this is not World War III. And, uh... Now let's skip down to Daniel 11. This time go all the way down to verse 40. At the time of the end, the king of the south shall attack him. That's the king of the north. And the king of the north will come against him like a whirlwind with chariots, horsemen, with many ships. And he shall enter many countries and overwhelm them and pass through. So we see here a battle that's prophesied to happen between the king of the north and the king of the south. Yet this uh, essay claims that this is World War IV, which I don't think it is. Uh, and then, to go further, he claims that uh, Daniel 11:44, verse 45, says Daniel will again attack Israel. Well, that's a biblical pro- problem. Why? Well, let's read Daniel chapter 11, verses 44 through 45. It says, But news from the east and the north shall trouble him. Who is it troubling? It's troubling the king of the north. And therefore he will go out with great fury to destroy and annihilate many. And he shall plant the tents of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain, yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. This is describing the end of the king of the north. Well, if Russia was the king of the north, there's an issue here because Russia, there's no nation that's north of Russia. <laughs> okay, Russia is to the north. So this is not a reference to the king of the north being destroyed by a northern power. I mean, that being Russia. This actually is a reference to the king of the north, who is a European power, being destroyed by a power to the north and to the east, which Russia and its allies at the end time will be there. Now, going back to Ewiak's essay, he says, Ezekiel wrote, after Gog's last attack, he will fall and be buried by the people. And while that's consistent with scripture, that's not consistent with what happens to the king of the north. Actually, what the Bible says is that the last time Gog attempts to attack, it's after the thousand-year millennial reign. So let me read this. This is from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 7 through 9. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will release from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. So this is a big... Uh, army and let's say uh, Chinese will probably be involved in this. They went up with the breath of the earth and surround the camp of the saints in the beloved city, and fire 
came down from God out of heaven, devoured them. So we see destruction happening to this northern power, this, this power from the north and the east, the Gog and Magog power. This is, again, not the king of the north. The king of the north was gone before the millennium began. Because this happens after the millennium. Now notice also what happens in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 39. I'm going to start in verse 1 here. And you, son of my man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, Gog, O prince of Rosh, or Russia, Misha, which is probably Moscow, and Tubal. And I will bring you around and lead you on, bring you up from the far north. See, the difference between the king of the north and Russia is that Russia is the far north. And bring you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will knock the bow out of your hand and cause arrows to fall out of your right hand. You shall fall upon the mountains of Israel, you and your troops and the people who are with you. I will give you to the birds of prey of every sort of the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall on an open field, for I have spoken, says the Lord God. And I will send fire on Magog and all those who live securely in the coastlands. And they will know that I am the Lord. So it makes much more sense this is happening after the millennial reign of Christ. Now, in his essay, Ewiak Wiesard also claims that Ezekiel chapters 38-39 equal Daniel 11-45. And that's not the case. Because in Daniel 11-45, it's the fall of the king of the north, which again is not Russia. Now, the Bible actually shows that the king of the north is going to be a European power. Now, how do we know that? Well, if you look in the book of Daniel, this time we're going to go back to Daniel 9, verses 26 and 27. We're going to start after the Messiah is cut off, verse 26, middle of it, and the people, the prince who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end will be with a flood till the end of war desolations are determined. Then he'll confirm a covenant with many for a week, but in the middle of the week he'll bring an end to the sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations he will shall be one who makes desolate, even unto the consummation which is determined to be poured upon the desolate. Now this ties in with Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, where the abomination of desolation is spoken of. And also this is the one Daniel referred to, not, I mean, Jesus referred to about the abomination of Daniel when Jesus spoke about this in Matthew chapter 24. But what's interesting about this, this is going to be done by the people who helped destroy Jerusalem originally. And who is that? Well, those was, that was the Roman Empire. It wasn't the Russian Empire. It was the Roman Empire. And that's consistent with commentaries such as Matthew Henry's commentary along these lines. Now, the Bible is clear that the, where the beasts of Daniel 7 come from. And that is from the Mediterranean Sea. That is the great sea that the book of Daniel is referring to. And you can check that out by going to Joshua uh, 9, verse 1, uh, or 23, 4, or Ezekiel 47, 15, that the great sea is actually the Mediterranean Sea. It's the European empire who currently borders the northern end of the Mediterranean Sea. And in the old Holy Roman Empire also had the southern portion. And when the king of the north invades the king of the south and takes over the king of the south, you'll have all, pretty much all of the Great Sea. And again, this is something related to the Europeans, not the Russians. Now, we've done another YouTube you could watch called Can You Prove the Beast to Come as European? If you'd like more details about that. But the reality is that Daniel 11.44 is talking about a time when a great power from the north will destroy the king of the north. Now, this is consistent with what Jeremiah was inspired to write. 
So we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 50 and start in verse 41. It says, Behold, a people comes from the north, and a great nation, many kings, shall be raised from the ends of the earth. This is Russia and allies such as China, uh, who are on the the ends of the earth, if you will. They shall hold the bow and lance. They are cruel and shall not show mercy. Their voice shall roar like sea. They shall ride on horses, set in array like a man for battle. Against you, O daughter of Babylon. Now the end time Babylon, as most prophecy watchers know, is a European power. So we're seeing something from the north and the ends of the earth are going to come and destroy the European power. That's exactly what Daniel chapter 11 verse 44 is talking about. In verse 43 it says, A king of Babylon has heard a report about them. His hands grow feeble. Anguish has taken hold of him. Pangs is of a woman in childbirth. And again, in Daniel 11 verse 44 you, I will read this again. It says, related to the king of the north, he's going to hear news from the east and the north, and they're going to trouble him. And that's what's going to happen. This power from the north, the far north, which will be Russia, China, and their allies, will destroy the king of the north. It's the European empire that will be the final daughter of Babylon that's going to be destroyed. It's the same European power that's the king of the north in Daniel 11, uh, 27 through uh, uh, 45, and one gets troubled by this Russian power. The final king of the north cannot be Russia. Only a European power meets the biblical criteria for Daniel 11. That's consistent with other prophecies in the Bible, such as uh, Jeremiah 50, verses 41 through 43. So, read your Bibles, check out what I'm saying, because the final king of the north is not Russia. It will be a European power. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel.